Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 90 on this October 5th, 2019. Please be quiet. Let me do my intro. <laughs> my name is Andre Cole. I and I am joined today by Alex Jolinas. Hello. Uh, Allison Saigan. Hi. Happy Fourth Saturday, I guess. And the incredibly rude Sam Harrison. I was scratching my neck. <laughs> <laughs> you do it quietly, please. Uh, we got We're gonna have a, a games light podcast today. It seems like, uh, but we'll get into some news in a little bit. Uh, how's everyone doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hi. My, my baby is due in twelve days, so that's exciting. Uh, like, are you? How's the rough draft going? Like, have you gotten Edis uh, back? Or are you are you on track to? I think the baby is the rough draft. Oh, so you're gonna, okay. Huh. So this is like the first go, and you're gonna do a second one. Okay, I see. Oh God, uh, little little Todd Howard Harrison. Uh, <laughs> I really that hope is the canonical podcast name yeah, for hope, the baby. That's that the one. only thing we will call it. Yeah. Uh, and if that is, in fact, the baby's name, we can't change because now I've said that and then they'll know that something's up if we don't call it Todd Howard Harrison. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so in uh, the world of video games. What y'all yeah. been up to? Alex. Oh, you want mine? You, well, we'll be here for uh, let's call it two minutes because. Uh, all right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. My week was very, very busy with various things. Not video sure. games. Yeah. Mostly work, That's including okay. building our website a little bit more. So now you might see that the reviews are up and going. On fix.space. Uh, we got five, six, six, seven, six, six reviews. Uh, we'll have some more going up this week. They're all, most of them are for some pretty good games. Uh, we keep writing about good games and, you know, uh, maybe we'll write about some less good games in the near future, but we've just been playing good games recently because so many good games. Yeah. So uh, if y'all check that out and you also listen to the podcast, feel free to send us some feedback at gaming at fix.space and then I'll read it and maybe incorporate it. But yeah, fix with a Y. I like the podcast name. Yes. Accurate. But uh, no, apart from that, when it comes to actual video games, I played one for about, let's say, 15 to 20 minutes because I. After that, I was just extremely exhausted and slept. Uh, but that is Siconia, When They Cry, which is the next in the When They Cry series. Uh, same as Higarashi and uh, Umineko. I thought Siconia was the franchise and When They Cry was the subtitle. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, The When They Cry is the series, but... I don't yeah, know. No, it's, that's I, I. I could have sworn Siconia was like a franchise, but maybe I'm thinking of a different game. Maybe <laughs> Siconia was uh, spelt differently okay. in iOS game franchise. Okay, like point and click adventures or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No. Anyway, it was, um, like fake Zelda, I think. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what, what's this one, uh, Alex? This one is weird. It um, <laughs> it starts very unlike any of the other ones where Higurashi is just kind of like you're uh you start the main character is a dude what's going to school he's from a big city and starts going to school in a small town so it's pretty visual normal. novel yes all visual novels okay um so and then that one that one turns into like a horror game and then the second one is like it seems like faux victorian like everyone's dressed up in like really roughly clothes and like fancy stuff but then they're meeting up in an airport so you know uh, and it goes to really weird places. It's very good. Well, you know, when the Confederates tried to take over at the airport at Gettysburg. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite part of uh, U.S. history class. But yeah. uh, this one starts with like. Um, like a military advertisement for like these soldier, like these child soldiers, what where um, like 
nanotechnology suits that allows them to fly through the air faster than air, like uh, like fighter fighter jets and stuff like that. And like also they can take explosions and like reflect bullets back at people. So it's like starting really sci-fi e. But but then it cuts to like. Uh, a military man being like, yeah, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good ad. I think we could make it even more explosion heavy though. Kids love explosions. So, you know, I don't exactly know where it's going right now, but it, it starts with a lot more, uh, immediate weirdness and humor. So. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've watched, I've only watched the anime for Higurashi and it, it like, it gets really weird, but I feel like it kind of like, works its way up to the weirdness oh yeah yeah this one just starts with weirdness (laughs) whereas like here it's like oh you're you're probably expecting the weird so here it is yeah and it's um it's like the when they cry series before they get remastered in that all of the art is terrible and but it's kind of charming in that way like the the author is known for having like being absolutely awful at art and then people have to do a second pass over it just to make it like presentable to humans usually but this is the first pass so the art is pretty bad the character art i should say that's interesting huh yeah anyways yeah that's that's about all i got for that i'm probably going to be playing many hours of it i don't know how long it is but how long are they normally usually they do it by episode and each episode can be like nine or ten hours wow so and like uh, Siconia, no, sorry, not Siconia. Umeko had like eight chapters, so it ends up being like almost a hundred-hour visual novel. Gee, and how long between chapters usually? <laughs> uh, Higurashi still doesn't have its latest chapter. Um, oh, at least on Steam. Interesting. I'm, I'm still waiting on that to buy it. Yeah, and that has been let's call it ten plus years. So, you know, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 done in Japan, right? But it's like yeah, it's been done in Japan di- for a while. But the official right. trans- the all- official translations have not come out yet. Yeah, these are okay. I see that. That's odd. There's no like fan translation or anything done. There are, if you okay. really want to go in there. But the the localization okay. is usually actually pretty good. So mm-hmm. interesting. Well, that's uh, all very exciting to hear a lot of visual novels uh this year yep like usually you've got like one or two that you're like pretty into but this year they're just coming fast and furious yep man the fa- the fast and furious visual novel would be pretty good uh, yeah i was just, visual novel uh, <laughs> wild speed super combo <laughs> which is the japanese name for Hobbs and Shaw. Is it actually? Yes. Wow. Wild Speed Super Combo. I love it. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Allison and Sam, I believe you two are playing the same game still. Yeah. Al Borland, the Somium Files. Yeah, basically. How, how's it um, going? I feel like I'm quite close to the end. I've finished three of the routes. I've got to a route where it said, you don't know enough, you have to come back. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, when you know more information. So... Got to find um, the bombs, then you can come back to this one. And I, I have a feeling... And I, Alex said that he like interacted with everything, and I found interacting with everything extremely boring after the first route. So I just do, I just speak to the people and try and see what is the most important thing in the room to interact with. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully I hasn't missed stuff that means I have to read it, which will be annoying. But, um, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I don't really have anything else to say uh, apart from what I said previously. Um, and I'm sure that everyone will agree when I say it's a great game. Um, I'm just waiting to finish it off and then maybe have some more concrete thoughts about it. You did see one of the endings, though. Sorry? You did see one of the endings. I've seen three endings. Oh, no, I mean... Oh, do you mean the one where it says... The one where it says, fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That that made me laugh out loud. Did you, like, eat a fish or something? Basically. 
It's yeah, it's the equivalent of Nia's fish ending. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, <laughs> that one that one's funny. really dumb. I hit that one as well. And just immediately I think I sent Pat a message being like, uh <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I will say now the character that gets you that ending, it might be my favorite character in the game. Interesting. That's an interesting Actually, favorite character. Really funny. <laughs> yeah. They're so funny. Um and just like the interactions that Date has with them are very funny. Um, it, just because of the kind of character that he is. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to talk more about it when more people have finished it and probably at Game of the Year this year. Yep. We'll have to do a spoiler cast. How about you, Alison? Um, yeah, I've, I only played a couple of hours uh, this week, so I'm honestly not very far. Um, getting pretty deep down one of the roots, but not necessarily, I haven't finished any of the roots yet. Um, yeah. The, the one thing that I personally was most kind of nervous about with this game was that, um, one of the things that one of the more, uh, gameplay type sections in it is the, uh, like sections where you're in the, uh, titular somnium or like you're basically in dreams. Uh, and you have a pretty strict time limit. Um, like there's ways to extend it and stuff, but I was like definitely overthinking it, which is part of why I, t- I took so long to play more of the game because I'm just like, what if I mess up? Um, but I, I did mess up in this week and, uh, it was pretty painless. So that was, so that was good. I was just definitely over stressing that um especially since i know i've messed up some of those uh well there's there's certain uh puzzles in the zero escape series that took me way too long to figure out so i was just like oh no if there's a time limit that's not good for me but uh but no i i feel like that it's they they make it uh really manageable which is nice um yeah. in like the kind of gamey ways that you can extend time are actually really interesting to think through and kind of puzzle like wait i have a really 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 strong uh tool here should i wait should i use it now or should i wait to use it later it's yeah so what i do now when i first started playing the game i was always like oh i'll hold on to the good ones i'll hold on to the good ones and now my philosophy is I use, I get, I reduce each task to the lowest amount of time possible, mm. uh, no matter what it is. Cause you get so many, I was holding onto them all and they would get all the good ones were being like thrown away because I was getting worse ones added to my inventory. Yeah. And cause you can only have those three at a time for, con- right. for context. What you do is you start off with 300 seconds and then as you do various actions, like you pick an action and you're like, I'm going to go to this tree and investigate it or, put my fist in it or something like that. Like it, you'll be rewarded with a thing that says one third or five seconds or something. So you can spend that almost as a currency on whatever the next action is saying like, okay, it'll take one third of the amount of time it normally would, or uh, it'll take two seconds like flat. If it normally takes like 99 seconds, that's great. You know? So mm-hmm. um, also yeah. I will say the penalties for failure in that game are very, very, very minor. Like they right. want, they want you to keep going. Like, especially when you get to like the yeah. more quick time event parts of it. Like, um, I failed a couple of those cause I couldn't remember which button was a or B or X or Y on the switch. <laughs> and I was playing in the dark and I was like, Oh God, I can't see it. So I was just like jamming on the wrong button and then I'd fail. And then, <laughs> and then like it basically the checkpoint started me like five seconds before that. So it's, hmm. it's pretty generous with its checkpoint. Yeah. And, and that was honestly like my biggest worry about the game. So now that the work that my worry has been kind of, um, I, I, I'm no longer worried about that. I'm, I'm going to play, definitely play more about it, but so far I really like all the characters and really like just generally the vibe of it. Um, it's, a, it's very interesting, uh, because one of the main characters in it, is an internet idol and there's like 
various like references to idol culture, which is something that I've been into for quite a while. So it's like kind of surreal to play a game where I'm like, yep, I get it. It's it me. So, yeah, yeah. She's a she's basically a Twitch streamer as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's a good character. Um, she's like diva. Sure, but less annoying. Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> I, I like, I like Diva, Diva, and I agree with that. I, I like, like Diva too. Like, <laughs> it's not casting shade at Diva. Yeah, but like, but she, but she also does like have music and that she performs and stuff. Yeah, but um, but also streams. But yeah, no, but it's it's kind of funny because I because you get to some of the like stuff where there's like the back and forth between her and the fans, and I'm like. I've I've done that before with idols at a concert, so I, I feel it. Yeah, and I think the best character all of you should have met at this point is the investigator whose name you can never remember. <laughs> so you can just keep talking to him for like multiple interactions, being like, "Is your name this? Is it that?" And then he just like, "Oh my god, we've known each other for like ten years. How do you not know my name?" Like that goes on through the whole game. He's great. That's that's good. <laughs> I think I've only had the first interaction with that person, and I was like, "I'm good. Oh. I don't need to talk to him again." He's he has the some really funny ones. I continue. There's only one character that I continue to interact with every time I see them, and it is the receptionist. Yeah, she's also good. She's so funny, though. Interesting. See, wow. I, yeah, I, I'm playing it much more like uh, Alex, where I'm interacting with literally everything when I do it, but. We'll see if that continues again through multiple playthroughs and multiple yeah. routes. I, I will say I kind of wish it had the Danganronpa 3 um, system where you can turn on that alternate vision mode and see everything you can interact with. That would give that you would new, nice. new, new results. Yeah, that would be useful. Because like, sometimes you're just interacting with everything and sometimes it's just giving you like, this is a wall or like, this is a cup. Like, rather yeah, than like, like actual flavor it. text. So, yeah, yeah, like it would benefit from that. Yeah, I'd love that to be a ping where you can just like ping and see all the things that are worthwhile to look at and then look at other stuff if you want to yeah totally i think that's probably one thing that they could definitely improve on i do have i i'm literally sitting on zelda and dragon quest but um i'm not gonna play them until i finish ai you you should probably get up and get off of them that's (laughs) well they're just cartridges I mean, you could. I mean, I know you've like been doing CrossFit, but like muscle weighs a lot, and you could break those cartridges. You got those buns of steel now. Um, oh man, one is one is a cartridge, and one is a digital download code. Actually, Crushed. how are you sitting on that? Well, you know, metaphorically. Man. Oh, well, say what you mean, mean what you say. Crush, crush that cartridge with your buns of steel. Turn it into I don't know a diamond or something. Anyways, uh, AI the Somnium Files is really speaking, good. Speaking of diamonds, <laughs> uh, What the Golf is like a I've, delightful game. It is delightful. I've, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I finished it. I was surprised by how long it is. Uh, I'll say that right off the bat. I, I expected like, oh, this will last like, you know, a couple hours, but it was like surprisingly long. Uh, and right off the bat, uh, I'm interested to hear how it works on a phone. Yeah, you're 20% complete. Okay. Yeah. I, I have like 95, 97 and the levels I have left are all like the like third challenges on each hole, which are like, some of them are just like so hard. Uh, so yeah, what the golf is a game by Triband. I think they're in Copenhagen trying to remember and they have a complete disdain for the sport of golf they don't like it at all and so they for some reason set out to make a golf game uh and make golf fun maybe uh and so when you start off the game it kind of it's like oh yeah okay yeah it seems like a simple golf game you hit the ball into the hole oh yeah hole in one or whatever then the next level you hit the ball but you don't hit the ball you send the golfer flying through the air as a rag doll. And then the, the game escalates from there in interesting ways. And like, Oh, now you're the, now you're actually the flag and you got to get to the ball or now you're just like, 
a hole from the ground that is being hit around. And the game, you know, escalates from there and just does keeps doing weird stuff. Uh, and then eventually you get dropped into like an overworld kind of in a lab, which is. I was like, wait, what's happening here? Because I was expecting just like a sequential series of puzzles, which is not what the game is. Uh, but, you know, you're going puzzle to puzzle, but you're also going around this lab and finding like journal entries about like trying to figure out kind of what happened to the lab, which is very surprising and interesting. Uh, and like you go through different zones and each zone is themed around like different mechanics or like a different game. Like early on, there's like a Super Mario Brothers like themed area. So where the levels are like there's blocks and you can bounce off uh, like enemy things and there's pipes and, you know, stuff like that. You got to go up like some stairs to go and then hit a flag on the other side of the stairs that are made of blocks. It's uh, it's very goofy and delightful. Uh, one of the levels actually made me say, holy shit, when I got to it. Awesome. I was just like, wait, they're doing this? Uh, <laughs> yep. And they've got, like, some of the best games. Like, you know, they've got uh, Super Mario in there, but they've also got, like, Portal is one of the state, like, zones. <laughs> and they do, like, some, like, that one I think was kind of weaker in terms of the, like, course design. Uh, just I don't think they were, like, super fun puzzles, but it was still neat that they uh, did stuff with that. And it kind of gives you an idea of like, you know, they're doing a wide range of games. Uh, That's cool. That they're lampooning and turning into golf. Does it ever, is it difficult at any point or is it usually just kind of like you can clear through it in like a couple settings? All the, uh, so I would say all the stages that you have to clear are not very difficult. Uh, like just the basic, cause there's no like par, there's no, uh, you know, there's like, you can fail like you can like oh i fell off the mountain or whatever because a lot of the stages take place on top of a mountain uh like so oh i fell off the course and that'll like fail you out but like for the most part that's not gonna happen on like the main hole but when you get into like the par courses and the like uh, which is like the second challenge on each uh, hole or the third challenge you can fail a little more easily uh and if you want to like 100 percent the game and like get the collectibles then you need to do those. And some of those are super hard. And like some of the mechanics can be a bit weird to like wrap your head around. Uh, but like for the most part, I think it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I played with a controller. I'm interested to hear Allison, Sam, how you think it is with touch controls. I, I think it makes a lot of sense with touch controls to the point where I'm like, I don't even know how you do it with a controller. Uh, you, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like you I can shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like hold like X or like the R1 obviously using PlayStation controller. So like right bumper on an Xbox controller, ZR on a switch or whatever. Uh, and then you can adjust the strength with the, uh, with like the stick and aim. So, you know, you push a little bit and the like strength only goes up a little bit. You push all the way. Then you've got like full strength. Uh, I tried just a little bit ago to try using a mouse and that did, I did not like that at all because it wants to do, treat it like touch control. So you have to like, mm-hmm. you know, you're pulling away from the thing instead of like aiming where you want it to go. That's, uh, that sounds so, like old, uh, old uh, like pool games on, I don't know, like mini clip or something like that. That's kind of how those controls. Sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. So like it was, I was like, wait, oh no, this is not what I meant. To, oh God. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to beat those levels. Uh, they have said, like in the credits, they say we're, we're already working on the first content pack. So there's going to be more what the golf coming, which is really cool. Cause I think those puzzles are super, uh, just like fun and goofy. And I was constantly laughing at the game. Just like, what is, what are you even doing? Every level one is like maybe a pun or like a one liner, uh, and usually they're unique. Like some of them are just like repeated, but uh, most of them are unique and they're pretty good. They they actively make me laugh, which is which is nice. But yeah. I, I yeah, I am definitely enjoying it on my iPad. And it's 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 a very fun. It's it's a very silly game, but I feel like they kind of constantly manage to be in like inventive because I feel like. They could have easily just made it like 
oh, here's a joke game, but I feel like it's actively still fun to play. And yeah, uh, there is one level. So I was playing on like a 55 inch TV and there was a level where I was struggling to do it because what they wanted me to hit was so small uh, and it's late in the game. So I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on that particular level. Once you get through the game, I'll bring it up again. But I think what the golf is is really good and people should check it out. I'm going to write up a review or I've got it mostly written. So that's going to go up on the site sometime this week, maybe Monday. Uh, and yeah, check out fix.space to see that or follow us on Twitter to, uh, see that as well. Fix podcasts on Twitter. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is gears of war five, Sam, you played a little bit of it. I don't know if you kept playing or walked away. Um, so I beat the first chapter. So, you know, when you, uh, when you swap to being Kate. Yeah. And you go to like that peaceful town. Yeah, that's that's where I stopped playing. But the game didn't save, and it wanted me to replay the end of the previous chapter oh. and all of the unskippable CG cutscenes. Uh-huh. So I have yet to touch that game again. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think I'm. I basically I finished that part, and I got the skiff, and I like am kind of just after getting the skiff, and I've done like a little bit. Um, I did not like the first act of that game at all. Uh, I I don't know if it's because like I don't like JD, uh, or if I don't like the game What's itself. What's Daniel's ever done to you? Uh, oh, we don't need to get into that. Uh, brush my teeth with it, but that's about all it's good for. Um, and so yeah, I was like really not having a great time with the game. Uh, in that first act, but then switching to Kate, getting through that town, like I didn't like walking around the town either. It's like so sluggish and like just like wandering around is not what you want to do in a Gears game. It's not built for it, even if they try to build it out. It's like that scene in Uncharted 2 where they have the town or like the mountain village and you're going around, and you're like petting the yak or whatever, but way bigger. Uh, and there's like collectibles and like upgrade things hidden around the town. So they want you to like actually investigate. And like you can hear like some people talking and stuff, but I don't think any of it is actually that interesting because I don't care about the Gears world that much. Uh, like I haven't played it since three. But even then, I wasn't playing for the writing. Um, so, you know, it's kind of why am I? Why are you subjecting me to this? I don't care. And the collectibles, I don't read any of them which coming after coming from control where i wanted to read every single collectible it was just like why am i even picking these up i mean they're there so i'm picking them up but no point uh the shooting is fine it's it's gears like there's like some good meaty uh explosions when you shoot dudes or whatever they they jib real nice but And it's weird because like Resident Evil 2, I think, has like pretty stiff movement, too. But I think it works for that game because it's, um, you know, you're like it helps to make the tension greater. And like, you know, like, oh, God, I got to get around these zombies, but I can't like control perfectly. So I got to be careful. And there's the tension there. But in Gears, I don't want to feel like super stiff because I'm not it's not like a scary game. Uh, they might try and like do some tense moments with like, oh, it's dark and now there's the monsters are coming for you. But yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it more now that I got to the skiff. Uh, the skiff is really cool. It's like maybe one of the coolest vehicles in games these days. Mm. It's like a snowboard slash like sled with like a wind sail on it. Uh, so that's pretty neat. And it like it controls really well. Uh, And so then using that and then getting off and walking around, I'm like, oh, I'd rather be on the skiff. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see where I come down on Gears 5. Uh, I'm also going to try and write a review of that, but we'll see if I can pull myself through the whole game before I do that. Have you done any of the co-op stuff with the robot buddy? Uh, I have not done like so he's always in your party, uh, but I have not played with other people. 
Oh, you should get, so, get Karen in on that. Uh, I can't do split screen on the PC. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I haven't tried, but, uh, yeah. So like, I could try and play with like Sam or something if we could line our schedules up or whatever, but he's a busy man. He's got a little Todd Howard to think about. So, yep. Toddler Howard. Oh, wow. 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 That's okay. I'm very upset. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm proud of you, Sam. Please Uh, clap. Uh, well, uh, so that I think is going to do it for our video game talk or, you know, for our, what we're playing talk this week. Uh, okay. See you guys next week. Uh, no, Sam, we got we got a very important news to discuss. Oh boy, which uh, one's the most important? Because you have to choose when one to lead with. And, and well, since we're we're keeping Sam here with this news, Marvel's Avengers is going to feature Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, as a playable character, which is like it's news for people who weren't paying attention and don't know about Marvel stuff, really. Uh, right, Sam, do you want to give us the lowdown on Kamala Khan? Okay, so Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, is the... Basically, she's a superhero fangirl. Like, she spends all of her time on, like, superhero role-playing forums, uh, being Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, who was, at the time, Ms. Marvel. And then, when they transitioned... Uh, Carol to being Captain Marvel. The Ms. Marvel name was still going along with her costume, which everybody really liked. So they created a new character, Kamala Khan. Um, sorry, this is not in universe. In universe, she's just a big nerd. Um, and uh, at that also exact time, there was a big X Men Inhumans event going on where Black Bolt released. Uh, so basically, in order to become an inhuman to get superhuman powers, you have to have a specific gene and then be exposed to a crystal. I, I saw you Agents of Shield. This is way more yeah. under the weeds than I was than I meant us to get. <laughs> I just meant I was just well, say, what, what can Kamala Khan do? I love her, but um, but yeah. So Black Bolt releases a cloud <laughs> of Terrigen Mist, which turns everyone with an inhuman gene into an inhuman. And um, Kamala Khan has the human gene, and um, what that basically gives her is um, shape and size changing powers. Uh, she uses that mostly to either get real big or make her hands real big and punch people, um, and also to change her like body into a costume. It's really cool. Um, she's a great character. Um, I read multiple years of her comic before they switched writers, and I didn't think it was as good anymore. Um, yeah, I kind of fell off from the comic she, a while ago, but but I love her anyways. Yeah, yeah, I love the character. She's really good in um, the new Marvel fake Teen Titans, which is called Champions, uh, which mm-hmm. is like Kamala, uh, Mars Morales, uh, the new young Nova the um oh what's it called there there was a totally awesome hulk i think he was called uh the yeah, amadeus cho the cool hulk there, there's a lot of good stuff in that in yeah. in that book um well okay but can we get back to the avengers game because <laughs> that that was the point of <laughs> I this don't think there will be a lot of good stuff in the avengers game okay. Okay, well, so I think you had brought this to my attention originally was that uh, people thought Kamala Khan was the one who was narrating that initial trailer, uh, like the reveal thing where like, oh, they say never meet your heroes or whatever it was. Uh, And then in the second kind of gameplay stuff they showed, it was confirmed that it was Kamala Khan uh, in the trailer. You see a young Kamala Khan. There was a like... Yeah, you see a shot of her in one of the trailers. Yeah, and someone oh, yells. There's a like, shot of her in the first trailer. 
uh, I think it's the second one, but then someone yells like Kamala and she's also wearing like the Miss Marvel like logo or the Captain Marvel logo, I think. Um, so according to this Engadget story, uh, and you can find the story in a lot of places in the story, it's five years after the event that takes place at the beginning of the game where the Golden Gate Bridge is bombed. And players will control the teenage Miss Marvel with her polymorphic powers and advanced healing ability as she attempts to put the Avengers team back together. So I think you had actually said that or like had brought that up as like a thing that was going around. So it seems like people like pretty early on figured out exactly what was going on with that like voiceover and what the game is for the story at least. And then after yeah. that, they'll have the more like oh now i'm iron man and i'm the hulk and we're going through different stuff it seems like there's going to be a lot of kamala in that campaign in terms of she's obviously a main character but i think that she may be the protagonist de facto kind of protagonist for that game yeah i hope it's a Um, good game because i a game where i could be malakana's protagonist is like the game i would want to be good it's interesting the that she they've held her back from like the marketing until now. Like, I mean, I guess I think, I think they it's, probably just want to say here are the Avengers. She's yeah. she's definitely like I mean she's well known if you're like for comics people, but like I mean she hasn't shown up in like the MCU yet, so she's kind of lesser known yeah. to a lot of people. So I, I I get that they're like, hey, you you guys know Iron Man. You know Captain America, like they're uh, no. I'm unfamiliar. Could you but... could you please do like a maybe a behind the scenes interview with the characters <laughs> who are playing these people or with the actors playing these people, so I could understand more about them? Yeah, like, let's have Iron a Man very feel? slow like, reveal of the logo of all why of these he, people except why does, for Hawkeye because nobody cares about Hawkeye. Why does Iron Man wear that mask? Okay, so oh god, I am. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. So that's uh that's your Avengers uh game check in. We'll we'll continue to check in with that game up until and after it releases. Assuming it's good. I, I will play it. Whether it's bad or not, I will play it. Uh, it just... seems like the perfect game for Sam. When is it supposed to drop? Uh May May fifteenth. Coming to Google Stadia, everybody. Yay. If it's still around then. If, hey. if Google hasn't killed it by then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We regret to inform you we've killed Google Stadia. I mean, is, when it when it when you say coming to Google Stadia, it means you can buy it on Google Stadia. So Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah. Anyway. Uh next we can talk okay, there's a couple things we could talk about. We can talk about Sony or we can talk about Borderlands three uh behind I, the scenes drama i don't really want to give any airwaves to borderlands 3 well the problem is that we've been giving airway to borderlands 3 and we need i think we need to address this particular thing to get like the hey uh as a podcast we support uh unions and sag sag aftra right uh because of the troy baker situation so we'll we'll get into that now let's just jump into uh, it it's just a quick touch on it. So, uh, Alice and uh, Erica and Pat have both enjoyed Borderlands 3, and we, you've probably heard us talk about that on previous episodes if you're a consistent listener. And, but uh, I, we would be remiss not to discuss these uh, kind of union of the union avoidance of Gearbox. And like they made it kind of weird for themselves. Like, so Troy Baker, a member of SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, right? Um, he voiced Troy. Is that, is that the correct name? Reese. Uh, Troy. Reese. Sorry, Reese. yeah, not Troy. His first name is Troy. What am I doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he voiced Reese in Tales from the Borderlands by Telltale Games. And uh, Gearbox wanted to use Reese and other characters from Tales of the Borderlands in Borderlands 3. And Troy Baker was like, oh, yeah, I'll come back for it. But when the time came to sign contracts and agreements and whatnot, Gearbox was like, oh, but like uh, union, we don't need to do all the union stuff. And he's like, no, we need to do the union stuff because I'm in the union. And so they uh, basically rescinded the offer and 
gave it to Chris Hardwick, who has his own a whole bag of worms about why Chris Hardwick, Chris Hardwick isn't Hardwick great. Is, Chris Hardwick plays Vaughn, not Reese. A different character. Is that, is that who plays? I thought it was Chris Hardwick. It, unless he's playing both characters from the game, I would be surprised. Uh, okay, then I'm confused. I thought that was the whole thing. Uh, I don't know. Okay, either. well, either way, uh, Troy Baker is not uh, Troy Baker is not reprising his role. Uh, but they they did use people like Chris Hardwick uh, instead of going with union uh, actors, uh, and then came out. Like, so Randy Pitchford is like, oh, Troy Baker turned the role down. And Troy Baker's like, no, I wanted to do it, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't do it on the correct terms. And then Gearbox came out with a very incredibly petty statement. Oh, yeah. The statement is really good. uh, Our rates are very, are, you know, competitive with union things. Uh, I have it here. It's. Like, that they enthusiastically work to ensure our pay and working conditions meet or exceed union standards. We also believe strongly in hiring local voice actors whenever we can, which is why we're thrilled to, uh, Troy's career really took off after working with us. Oh, that's that yeah, is like condescending is most, as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like we made you. <laughs> you took oh, off you after you worked with all. us. Yeah, like like Troy Baker has been very successful for very long. Yeah. So. He was definitely in The Last of Us before um, Tales. What's and, it? Before Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, yeah and, and that like, wasn't even with Gearbox. That was with Telltale. Yeah. And like you know, like he's been in like Persona and like Gearbox property. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, he's a very prolific voice actor. Like he's. It's not like you know they gave him. They're like gave this scrappy nobody a chance. You know, they're very so, full of themselves. So the guy who plays Reese is Ray Chase best known for being Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. Ah, interesting. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. So there was our Borderlands 3 check-in. Yeah, Gearbox continues to be shitty. I continue to not support them. Yeah. Uh, If, you know, if you're enjoying Borderlands 3, hey, more power to you. We're happy for you. We just wanted to, uh, you know, as a podcast, say, hey, this is... uh, where we stand and we want to make sure we're addressing that stuff when we do say positive things about something like Borderlands three. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, at some point there is a way, a, a way one can differentiate the people like, you know, the people generating art and writing code yes. and whatever from that, the business decisions that happen up at top and Randy Pritchford's bullshit. So like, yeah, like no disrespect to anyone who works on the games, per se like oh, you're, they're just not. they're, they're yeah. doing a lot of hard work but like except the people who are making statements like we made you troy baker yeah like i imagine uh, but, being one of those people working there like i'm sure they are so tired of that bullshit yeah i know i i, I honestly bet if you work there you're just like god like randy pitchford stop talking yeah yeah totally and uh speaking of people being tired of bullshit uh <laughs> Rockstar finally said, enough already, fine, we'll put out Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC. And Google uh, Stadia. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> which is basically PC, but you you don't actually own the game. Uh, I, I mean, we talked but, about this like weeks ago, didn't we? We were like, oh, Rockstar is making their own launcher. They're going to put Red Dead on it, right? The thing that's odd to me is they didn't announce it at the same time as the launcher. Yeah. Like, because that was, that was like two weeks ago or something yeah, it was like very recent that, yeah. and the game is out in november uh on pc and so like i i wonder what they the probably, i would assume pr plan they needed that they wanted to talk about the launcher and to get people to talk about it and then to also be in the news again for launching red dead yeah maybe to keep it in people's minds for longer yeah sure but like yeah. i don't know because it's also coming to the epic game store um, mm. So maybe they were still like hammering out those details, but also you figure they would be well in place by now. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Or is it coming to? Maybe I don't I'm think it was. Wrong. Maybe it's not the Epic Game Store. Maybe this Polygon thing says Steam. I could have sworn it was the Epic Game Store. Regardless, I think the only thing. I mean, I'm not going to play it. I don't care about Red Dead, but um, mm-hmm. I hope it has mod support. Uh, 
so okay, so the Polygon story says uh, pre- available for pre-order via the Epic Game Store, Green Man Gaming, the Humble Store, GameStop. Uh, GameStop. It won't be sold on Steam until December, so Epic could not nail it down for a year uh, <laughs> or longer. They got a month. So November 5th, that's uh, Red Dead 2 coming to PC. That game was all right, except the prologue at the end was awful. Prologue? Just absolute, or the epilogue, <laughs> excuse me. If the prologue's at the say, end, like, holy I'm, crap. If it was at the end, I'm like suddenly a lot more interested in yeah. the weird stuff. Y'all ever seen Memento? <laughs> uh, it, like, yeah, there's, there's some really interesting stuff. And like, I think a lot of that story is good. Uh, the writing is neat. But then I soured on it so much after the epilogue. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Let's see what other but, but uh, what other news what, do we got? What mods guess? would you want in Red Dead Two? I I've stated in our chat that mine is that I want them to make the horse testicles like a billion times bigger and like, inflated, inflate, inflate, put pump them full of saline. Yeah. So um, the other news that I was going to bring uh, is that 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 I I would want for a mod is that the new. Uh, Pokemon is the that was released is the uh, this new region's Ponyta, which is a basically a unicorn with like kind of cotton candy like tail and mane oh, and stuff. Interesting. And so, mm-hmm. if I could if I could ride that in Red Dead Two, that would make uh, me I a lot more interested in Red Dead Two. There will be all sorts of weird horse mods and stuff like that, but I want to see the Untitled Goose Game Goose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it just randomly starts fucking with you. Yeah, sure. If it just walking around and it just starts to like just trips you in the middle of town (laughs) and just like honks at you. So just, you know, so is chaos within the world. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Just like you're riding your horse and then it just comes out with like wings out and like spooks your horse and the horse bucks you off. Yeah, that'd be real good. Uh, So, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Continuing along with Rockstar, we got PlayStation Now price cut and GTA 5 coming to PlayStation Now, uh, which is like kind of the start of a bunch of Sony news uh, that we'll cover uh, right now. Um, So PlayStation Now is their streaming service that they launched five years ago, maybe not quite. No, not five years ago. Three or four. Four, four years ago ish. Um, which, you know, Google Stadia, eat your heart out, the beat to market way late. Um, and Second early on, cloud. it was, yeah, uh, early on, it was not great and very expensive. Like it was, I think, $100 for a year, 200 or something. It was like a lot of money for a year. Um, but now they've dropped the price to 10 bucks a month. It was 20 a month. And I think it's like 60 a year or a hundred a year. I don't remember exactly the prices. I should look this up. <laughs> it's late. It's late. I didn't make any notes, uh, but yeah, so they brought the prices way down. Um, let's see. Yeah. $60 for a, for a year. It was a hundred. Uh, and so you can stream games like God of war 2018 and a lot, the let's see uncharted four, Infamous Second Son. A lot of these games have been PS Plus games at this point. Um, but the interesting thing with that is you can play these games on PC now because PS Now is available on PC. Mm-hmm. So God of War now available on PC. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like the highest quality you could possibly get like stadia will probably be higher quality because it's running on pc hardware where this is just like you know playstation 4 is in a rack basically um running to your pc and so you'll have like you know maybe 720p maybe 1080 if your internet is real good and your distance from a sony data center but there's a lot of good games and if they keep bringing stuff like bloodborne which is already on there and other exclusives, then PS Now will be very attractive. Have any of us actually tried using it? I, I, I personally have not, but uh, I played Resident Evil Code Veronica X on it. <laughs> okay, it, it worked fine. It one. worked fine. Uh, yeah, uh, but like I don't tend to go back and play older games very much. 
So if they turned it into like a Game Pass thing, it would be way more interesting for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pa- um, it's a Palace. nice uh, yes, library. But yeah, like I, it has kind of the same issues as like Stadia does or XCloud that people have been talking about, where you know you're using up a lot of bandwidth to play games that don't necessarily need to be connected to the internet. Uh, it's not going to use up as much bandwidth as Stadia because it's not going to be like 4K streaming or whatnot. It's going to be, you know, 1080p at most. But uh, yeah, so Sony's making moves. Uh, further moves being made by Sony. Uh, Sean Layden departing rather suddenly. Nobody, what's going on at Sony? Uh, Sean Layden was head of Worldwide Studios, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, which is kind of their, you know, uh, he would get up on stage. If you watch their E3 shows, you would uh, recognize Sean Layden. He used a lot of uh, hand gestures, uh, like he was teaching. He just had one hand gesture. He had a bunch of hand gestures. He was really good. Uh, No, he had like the world thing, uh, you know, the world. Uh, He would make a circle. And yeah, uh, he took public speaking one-on-one and he got an A+. But he's always very robotic, and so I never cared for him. He uh, he replaced Jack Tretton. Uh, oh, yeah, Jack Tretton. Shortly amazing. after, shortly after the PS4 came out. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a lot of people kind of speculating that there's some internal power struggles happening at Sony. Uh, Jim Ryan has taken up or is at the head is he CEO of PlayStation president Uh, there's I don't know there's a lot of information here Uh, but yeah so as Sony you know Sony pulled out of E3 this year they've kind of moved to their state of play stuff and been less like had less people public being public facing uh, and then to pull or Sean Layden to leave his chairman position at uh, Worldwide Studios is very interesting with like no lead up. Uh, this wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be retiring in like two weeks or, or you know stepping down in two weeks like uh, Reggie or however long he gave. This is just like, oh, yeah, no, he's gone now. Uh, and people are kind of trying to figure out what's going on there. Yeah, I think. Like journalists and whatnot I th- speculating. I think a lot of us, well, maybe mainly me, but in the past we've been pretty critical of how Sony's handling shit recently. Like, especially within the oh, past I've, year or two. I, I've brought it up on the podcast before. I think yep. they're not in as strong a position as they were before. I think their leadership, like many of the people who were like leading the charge with the PS4 are gone now. Uh, yeah, you got so, Mark Cerny and that's about it. And, you know, he's on hardware. Uh, he's yeah. not necessarily making business decisions. He's got to go, okay, you want you want this to be an all-in-one entertainment streaming box? Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I do have worries for Sony. Like, I think you said it in our chat that it's going to turn into, like, the next launch of the console is either going to be, like, the PS3 launch or the Xbox One launch for them. Like, that's yeah, that's a legit I- worry. And there have been rumors that they're going to do two SKUs, like they're going to have a pro console right at launch, mm. uh, which would be interesting. Um, but, but I've heard the same for Xbox as well. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they both did it, but also I would be at the point where I'd be like, why would I get the lower SKU after seeing what's happened with like the pro and the Xbox one X? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, right. I would not want to get the lower SKU. And then they'd probably put out a better one and, you know, five years later or whatever. But, you know, that's that's games and, you know, they're always putting out new stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it might be worth it might be worth buying the low skew and then waiting for the first upgrade to the pro and getting the pro too. Yeah, exactly. That might actually be a more cost effective way to do it. I don't, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with these consoles. I don't really know what the next consoles are going to be like. Like, I don't they're, see why one would get a physical console when it seems like so many people are moving to streaming because uh, your internet is not good enough to stream. You've got data caps, you've got, you know, you want to own your games. 
you know, there's, you know, there's you like physical copies. Yeah. But like, I feel like this will be the last, this upcoming generation will be the last one where that will probably be an option. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. but you know, and there's going to be backwards compatibility stuff, um, with the new consoles. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, like the, the ability to like, uh, what is it? The solid state drives will make, you know, yeah. things like monster hunter, so much faster to load yeah, that'll be interesting. the witcher three uh you know yeah, like, these these games that have been like really good and then really just weighed down by the load times that consoles aren't really equipped to deal with yeah like the, um, the video that came out about um them demonstrating the solid state drive with spider-man i think yeah yeah like that looked really good like basically being in the load screen for half a second and then you're just in it that's pretty cool. Yeah, instead of 18 seconds or whatever it was before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like the ray tracing stuff, we'll see how that goes. Cause like it, well, AMD doesn't have any ray tracing stuff like on the market. So it'll be like their first kind of ray tracing thing, unless they release something next year, but yeah, we'll uh, see. But I, don't, I feel like the ray tracing thing is going to go the way of the uh, 3d TV thing where it's just going to be a buzzword for a lot of people, but no one's actually going to really like buy in and super care about it. Like it, it does look uh, yeah, good, but, I, but like, yeah, yeah, I think that'll be like, cause it's pretty easy is my understanding for developers to implement it. Like in depending on the engine, it can just be like a checkbox kind of, I think like unreal. I think it's, I've heard that it's pretty trivial to implement. It's just, Oh, check this box. And then the, it'll interact in this way. Um, but I, I may be totally wrong. Um, but, you know, that's a thing they can put in there. And I think the real big buzzword that doesn't matter and is absolutely meaningless is 8K. Yeah. Because they both yeah. Sony and Microsoft have talked about, oh, it'll be capable of 8K. No, it won't. <laughs> it'll be checkerboard just like the PS4 Pro 4K it, is, I'm yeah, sure. It's just, why, why even say, no one has an 8K TV. No one's going to have an 8K TV until like maybe the end of the next generation. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting new TV tech, though, is mini-LED. Have you guys seen anything about this? Nope, I have not. No. So it's basically like a, a current LED is like 517 times bigger than a mini-LED, and so it enables them to have way, way, way more points of detail. And It's super interesting. The first ever mini-LED TV was released this year, and it's like $20,000. Um, but they're saying that Apple is going to put out a mini LED laptop in 2021. So I I literally heard about this maybe last week, and it seems like crazy future tech, but I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. I was looking at OLED TVs and have been for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to wait now until mini LED is the new hotness, and then OLED will hopefully get to the 800-pound range. I've been waiting for for about three years. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's those stuff. Those things are starting to come down, but yeah, the tech stuff is all who knows. But I, I'll be excited to have better load times on games like Monster Hunter World Iceborne, uh, so I can play as Leon and Claire uh, from Resident Evil Two. Yo, that is a real like it's Capcom, so it's like the easiest crossover they can do. Did they do a mon or a Devil May Cry one? I feel like they must have, but maybe not. Uh, but, maybe like yeah, some so, or something, right? Maybe, maybe I don't recall. Because they did a lot of good crossovers, they, but I can't remember exactly. They what. did like some uh, Ken and Ryu stuff from Street Fighter Armor, right? Yeah. Yep, and they did Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. for the PlayStation version. They've done Witcher 3. Uh, so yeah, uh, in November, they're missing Halloween. Uh, but they will have uh, a, like some quests where you can get gear to make your characters look like uh, Leon or Claire from uh, Resident Evil 2. And Mr. X is there somehow. Yep. Maybe either as a skin or... Through as your oh, handler, he's a monster. No, no he's he, he like, like friend. I thought that was what it was going to be, but apparently right, not. In that trailer, they're buddies. They're like hugging, and it there might have 
be a custom level. Mr. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on here. Have you watched the trailer? It would be really cool. Yes, I have. It's it's really something. It, it's uh, bizarre. And, uh, tofu's there <laughs> at the very as end. like an ornament yeah. on your weapon. Uh, this it's very fan servicey and in like the good way, not the anime way. And that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, of course they do that, but also it's like surprising because like. Resident Evil 2 is a game where you're shooting stuff mostly with, you know, handguns and whatnot. But then Monster Hunter World is big swords and whatnot. It's a strange thing, man. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's, it, there's a lot of very there's good. a lot of dancing zombies in that trailer. Yeah, very. Yeah, it's really something. Uh, so, yeah, Monster Hunter World, I spawned that game real good. Uh, it's still hampered by all the problems with Monster Hunter World had with like online stuff and maybe some of its justification for its story are worse than Monster Hunter World because at least I don't know they they lean heavily into the well you know it's okay that we went out and killed all this stuff because we're part of the environment too yeah that's what I I was worried was going to happen And like they don't, yeah, I don't know. We don't have to get into it, but aside from that, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think we can maybe wrap it up here. We got started a little late, but uh, yeah, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about in terms of news or things coming up you're excited about? So the last chapter of Danganronpa V3 is yeah, real fucking crazy. It is. There's that guy and he's in a mech. Um, I'm going to play some Destiny this weekend. I hope. I that'll ins- be the first time since last year. I installed it the last night before I went to bed, and then this morning I had an hour long conversation with Pat about, and now I don't want to play Destiny anymore. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what What was the cliff notes of conversation with Pat? Oh, I was complaining that uh, Forsaken is not included uh, with. Like Shadow Keep, basically. Uh, you can buy Forsaken for like $25 and then Shadow Keep is 35 or you can buy a 30 or $60 version of Shadow Keep that comes with like season passes and whatnot. Does but the just, $60 version come with Forsaken? No. And the whole That's conversation bullshit, was honestly. It, that was my position. Uh, and so now I am like, what I've heard is Shadow Keep is like fine but it's not like amazing but you know it's going to evolve over time but like the story stuff that's in there maybe isn't like the best whereas like forsaken is supposed to be very good and people really like it it is very good sets the tone for what destiny is going to become so i'd very much like to play forsaken but also i don't want to have to buy forsaken and then also have to buy the new stuff so So i'm just gonna not here's a big question can you just buy Shadowkeep and not Forsaken? Yes. So, you, okay, because I'm thinking of it like an MMO, where, like, for example, if I am playing Final Fantasy fourteen, I can't play Shadowbringers without having played whatever the previous one was well, called. Well, now they've flattened everything. They've flattened everything, so you can play anything at any time, basically. Like, you still need to go through the progression of, like, the campaign. Like you, so, But you can do it through Red War... Or you can do Forsaken, or you can do Curse of Osiris, or Warmind, or Shadowkeep. Because like when you now when you log in, everyone starts at seven fifty. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not the choice that I would have made. I would have done what World of Warcraft does, which is like make every whenever you, a new expansion comes out, everyone gets upgraded to the previous expansion. That. Or and like even, I can I can understand like hey we're only going to do the first year Forsaken is still behind a paywall put it behind the same yeah. damn paywall please or put it behind a much much cheaper paywall like if you're like look Forsaken isn't the newest hottest shit but it's ten dollars like that'd be I would, better I would that would be fine like they put a lot of effort into that game it's yeah. great. Yeah, I don't mean get to. Uh, I don't mean to say, "Oh, Destiny Two is not worth it." Uh, but for me, someone who is not no, going to play it like like the hardcore people are going to like play, a religion. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to play it like it's Sword Logic. Um, 
but I would like to kind of see what people are so hyped up about. Uh, but I, there, there's a financial barrier there where I'm like, mm, I'm gonna have to sit this one out. Um, yeah, if is, I hadn't bought for second last year, I wouldn't have got in at all. Yeah, I would have been like, no, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars, sixty dollars on Destiny. Yeah, yeah it's. Mm, I am annoyed by that. Uh, and for how much Luke Smith likes WoW, they really uh, screwed the pooch on that one, in my opinion. But, but yes, yeah, Sam? So last year, you couldn't play Forsaken unless you owned um, Warmind and Curse of Osiris. Well, now that's all in and, the game, so. Or in the yeah, new light. But after about 10 days of Forsaken being out, they made Curse of Osiris and Warmind free if you bought Forsaken. Yeah, right. Because Ben from Giant Bomb got rinsed by it, where he paid like 20-something dollars for the Destiny Year 1 season pass, but then didn't get to play. Mm -hmm. Then just got like some silver... And, like, I think that they're going to do that exact same thing with Forsaken. Like, I bet you by the end of November, Forsaken is free. Uh, or... That's what I'm holding out on. <laughs> yeah. But also, you don't need to play Forsaken to do the other stuff. So it's, like, it's all standalone content uh, now, basically, yeah. which I think is weird. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't I understand where they're yeah. trying to take that game. Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for episode... 90 oh my god 90 episodes Ooh. episode 90 of gaming fix on this october 5th 2019 thanks for joining us everybody if you like this podcast get subscribed tell a friend follow us on twitter at fix podcast uh you can uh you can find our reviews uh on the on our website fix.space uh alex where can people find you wishing all of the best to austin walker and danielle riendo Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for those people. Yeah. But they're yeah, they're it's moving on day. to. Yes, it is. Wow, that was bad. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam, where can people find you? Uh, if you follow us on the internet, it's probably pretty hard, easy to find me. So follow Gaming Fix, the best Twitter account. It yeah, uh, Allison, where can At people Fix find Podcast. you? Where can people find you, Allison? Uh. You can also go to the Fix Podcast, but you can also go to uh, W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y on Twitter. For someone with a writer in your name, you still have not written a review for the website. No, I've been you. busy. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to write one. Though. Take your time. Take your time. Uh, the Goose Game will wait. I, I've It'll written exactly there. one line of a Goose Game review. <laughs> what does what that one line read? Can we get a preview? A preview um, of the review? In Untitled Goose Game, there is no morality, only goose. Hmm. Damn. Um, we, Pat and I might record a comic book fix at some point in the near future about Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. So if you do have questions, forward them to the Gaming Fix email or to the Fix Podcast Twitter. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Uh, we'll put out a call maybe on Twitter for questions for that. Once you guys uh, lock down a date for yeah. your recording, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. And here on this podcast every week uh, with these fine people. Thanks for joining us. Uh, send some feedback to gaming at fix dot space. Uh, so we can improve the show and or answer your questions, whatever they may or be. make it way worse. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll make the show so much worse for yeah. you. That's why I keep coming back. Damn. <laughs> Spicy? I don't even know. <laughs> it's, you know, it's he said it about himself, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. So long. See ya. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a nice weekend. Bye. Enjoy your fourth Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye.